Nelson was obsessed with controlling capital and creating more volume to grow. So with that, understand that I believe infinite banking, the and asset, whatever you want to call it, is a, a better way to have a greater amount of money save and still maintain control. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the myth of paying yourself back, why you have to pay yourself back. There's a lot of people that are getting this whole life insurance loans wrong. And so with that, I'm going to introduce the and asset specialist himself, Dominic Rufran. Oh, score for Caleb. He got it right. It's the last name. He always gets it wrong. But for once, he actually got it right. First try, first time. I didn't choke when the, the lights were on. So anyways, let's talk about this because I feel like it is people just get this wrong and they're not. And I just want people to, whether you're listening to this, whether you're watching this on YouTube, for you to walk away with understanding. Yeah, I'm having a lot of conversations with people and coming to me and talking to me about is it true, like they literally asked that, is it true that when I pay pay the loan back, am I paying the interest back to myself? And every time um, I just get a little frustrated because I'm, I'm empathetic because when yeah. I first learned the concept, right, we're yeah. all reading the same books, we're all learning from the same people when we first start. And that is kind of what's been thrown around there in the infinite banking world. And there's nothing against infinite banking at all. I mean, the concept is, it's been life-changing for so many people, but when it comes to that alone, right, we want to debunk that myth of, is it true that do you actually pay yourself interest, right? Because if I'm going to pay, if I'm going to get interest and pay myself back, well, this just makes the vehicle a thousand times better than I even thought it was. And I already thought the end asset was incredible, but now I'm actually going to get the interest that I'm paying myself back. Well, number one, I would push back on that because I I don't think a lot of people understand the collateralized loan. Like your money's continuing to grow. You're not taking your money your money's collateral doing it's doing its thing you're taking someone else's money i think a lot of people think you're like actually taking your own money and then paying yourself back i would just challenge people to be like i would why is that a good thing kind of walk through why this misconception happened and it really comes from a guy by the name of R. Nelson Nash who wrote a book becoming your own banker and it wasn't he didn't write this wrong but i can tell you where people take this concept and what he wanted to get across and we are way too analytical in our society and we just like, oh, like this is how policy loans work. What he pretty much said in his book is, and he had different examples, but but essentially this idea of Parkinson's law and this idea of, of pay yourself back and don't rob, don't steal the peas. What he's essentially saying is if you're taking a policy loan, Dom, on your to pay for a car or to go on vacation or to do certain things, to be a fair banker, you need to not just pay pay that loan back, but you need to pay back with interest. Why? Because through life, because think about this, you're buying a car, and we have another episode on this, buying a car or doing something else, that activity is not going to earn you a rate of return. But by you having the discipline to say, I'm actually going to be an honest banker and pay myself an addition, that's what I'm going to do. So he's what he's essentially saying is, save more money. That's what Nelson is saying is when you do this and you use policy loans to do other things, have more volume. He talks about the the difference of rate versus volume, have more volume of money being controlled and compounding. Nelson was obsessed with controlling capital and creating more volume to grow. 
Okay, so with that, understand that I believe infinite banking, the and asset, whatever you want to call it, is a, a better way to have a greater amount of money save and still maintain control, hands down. So it's like, I'm not disagreeing with what Nelson's saying. I'm saying people take his book literally and say, I'm paying myself back. And then it just gets super confusing because they're like, okay, um, number one, they take a policy loan and they're like, I want to pay myself back more with interest. Okay, well, what you're actually doing is you're accelerating the loan payment faster because you can't pay yourself interest. You're paying back the loan faster from the insurance company. And then what does that behavior turn into? That behavior might turn into you saving more money which might turn into you buying more life insurance. But it all comes down to the behavior. It's behavioral, it's psychology of if you use money for things like cars or whatever personally, actually charge yourself back interest. I agree to that, but you're actually not paying yourself interest and you're not necessarily like, you can't, if you already have a properly funded life insurance, it's not like you can fit more money in after the fact. So that actually looks, it just looks different than what it's being portrayed in a book but it comes down to psychology and it comes down to actually saving more money as you as you make more and having a greater volume of money growing. Can we pull up uh, the drawing tool? I'd yeah, love to, uh, to draw something so people can get a visual of this. All right, um, here you go. Boom, here we go. So the, we had an actual question the other day too on uh, the YouTube channel and somebody said, why do you have to pay the money back if it's yours to begin with, right? And so here's what I wanna do. You, this is you, right? You have dollars. That dollars is going to go into the contract, right? This is your policy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you now have dollars available in here. There's a couple different things that you can do with the dollars in here. You can do one of two things. You can physically withdraw the money out yeah. of the policy, right? Those dollars, the principal is officially gone. They're left. You yeah. lose the opportunity, that, you know, what that dollar could have earned you for the rest of your life once you pull that out. Or the second thing you can do is you can take a policy loan. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so if we withdraw the money. This goes down to you know one or, or just all together. But if we take a policy loan, what ends up happening is you're not taking money out of the actual policy. The life insurance company is actually giving you money out of their own pocket. Yeah. Right. Your money stays intact, grows, compounding for the rest of its life, your life, uninterrupted. You're not touching because you're getting a policy loan. They are charging you an interest rate to be able to take control of capital right? By also leaving your dollars in place. So let's just say this is 5%. This is the the loan rate that they're charging you to be able to borrow. Just think of it as like a line of credit or any type of loan. It's an actual loan, right? And now what I also want to do is I want to now use an example. We just scroll up. Yep. You can see that Caleb's actually the, the technical, I'm the technical person. All right. So I want you guys to look at this. This is how it works. Okay. You put money into the policy. The life insurance company is actually the one who's giving you money, but it's not coming out of your policy. They're giving you the loan. We're going to say that it's 5%. So we're going to do actual numbers to show you what it looks like um, within regards to this. So you personally, here again, right? Let's say you have $10,000 okay, of cash value in your policy. Okay. It's your policy. Okay. The life insurance company can give you a loan up to this $10,000 because your policy is collateral, right? If something happens, you know, can't pay anything, like whatever the case is, they have this money as security and safety for them. So they're willing to give you up to that $10,000. So let's say that you now want money, right? We're going to get it at 5%. Okay. So if I take, let's just use $1,000. Okay. They're going to give you, the life insurance company is going to give you $1,000. Okay. 1K. So 
you have 10K to borrow, but you choose to only borrow $1,000, you are now going to get charged 5% on this $1,000. So 5% of the $1,000 is $1,050 that you now have for your new loan. So this was the original loan, right? This is the loan of 1K, okay? At the end of the year, one full fiscal year, you now have a new policy loan of 1050. So this is the new loan at the end of the year, new loan, okay? The $50 is the interest that the insurance company charged you to be able to have access to that. So when you borrowed 1000, all you had left to be able to borrow if you wanted to borrow more was 9000. That's all you had. Now at the end of the year, you no longer have the full 9000, you have $8,950 because they added that $50. So that's the the interest that's being on top of the overall loan. So you had a $1,000 loan that they gave you and now $50 on top of that. Your new loan is now $1,050. So now if you were to pay the interest back, just say $50, you pay the interest back, you now have a new $1,000 again, mm-hmm. right? At the, the next year, you now have back to a $1,000 loan and you have now a full $9,000 to borrow again. But where did this $50 essentially go to, right? This $50 went to the insurance company Right, but it allowed you to borrow more money because before yeah. you could only borrow eight thousand and uh, you know nine hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. But because I paid that fifty dollars back, I can now borrow an extra yeah. fifty dollars. And what's happening to your ten thousand dollars in your cash fail? Yeah, this is growing. You know, we come back up to here. It's yeah. growing uninterrupted. Right. At you know whatever it could be between you know just say four percent. Right. Totally. So that's growing at four percent at the same time while all this is happening. Yeah, and and when we say four percent, I, I want to be really clear. Having life insurance at the foundation of your of your financial plan is a really good idea. Like regardless of what your assets look like, obviously you want to w- work with someone that fully gets this. But it's really life insurance enhances your financial status and situation in a lot of areas. And so yes, this is this makes a lot of sense. So you have your ten thousand dollars in your policy. Your life insurance company gives you a collateralized loan so that you can keep your money continuing to be productive long term. Mm-hmm. And if you just pay the interest back, that interest is going toward the to the insurance company. But at the end of the day, it's just allowing you to have just fifty dollars in this example more access for control. For control. Let's continue this drawing. If this person, if this person over here wanted to you know, pay themselves back faster, they could pay, they could pay the insurance company back at 12%. Okay. And guess what? They just, they can do that until there's no outstanding loan. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you do this and then the loan goes away. You still have this 12, 12%. Where should this go? Well, you could just reinvest that into something or you could buy another policy. And that's what I just want to under, that's what I want everyone to understand is that there's you're not paying yourself back interest. There's not some magical thing that allows you to like overpay and the extra interest goes to you. Mathematically, it's a good idea if you use capital for personal things to charge yourself a greater interest rate. I think that's a great behavior. I think the psychology is spot on, but just understand how money flows. And I think that's probably the big thing is like, I think sometimes we read books and we think there's this magical thing that happens when we take a loan. And it really comes down to there's nothing magical, and it really comes down to the opportunity cost of using capital for activity. Yeah, and uh, you know this twelve percent example that you used, right? Let's say we had five percent, so you paid five percent, which is the fifty dollars. Well, you have an extra say seven percent now that you're paying. Yeah, you're not even paying interest anymore. You're now paying. You're paying principal. down your principal. You're paying yeah. down principal. So when you say pay interest back, 
well, at this point, it's not even paying interest. You're now paying the principal to be able to borrow more again. You're just accelerating your loan payment. And it just comes back to behavioral, just behavioral when it comes to money, the psychology of money. Like that's a really big deal. And I love like Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Go get it, read it. Understand the uh, philosophy of what Nelson is saying about control. He he taught he says things that are coming true to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go on a rampage here, but it, <laughs> there's certain things that he says that might seem crazy, but you look at the news and you go, taxes are going to go up, and there might be a time when the government takes our money. Maybe not like all at once, but like there there's there's certain things that he says that I'm like I that that makes sense, and it comes down to banks know how to control capital instead of hating on banks. What if we became our own banker and took control of that money? Is there anything else? I know that there's another thing that you wanted to say as it relates to this topic around taking loans, paying yourself back. And I just want to make sure that we covered everything. No, I mean, I I think we answered it in the, uh, the the drawing and before, I mean, the question is like, why do you have to pay, you know, money back if it's yours to begin with? So ultimately, like, you know, we discussed the money that you're actually you know, borrowing it's, it's yeah not. but but let's let's cover why why pay the money back and i would say you don't have to pay the money back so going back to the drawing go back here and let's say we only can do stick figures at better well that's like <laughs> the only thing that we can draw so you put money and let's say you have ten thousand dollars into your policy and now you have the insurance company right that had that you can take a loan okay and let's just say you take a five thousand dollar loan Okay, and let's just to make the math easy, let's say this person over here, maybe this is you again, maybe you're just paying the interest only. Number one, this person can pay off this loan. So number one, the insurance company wins because they earn interest and especially in the low interest rate environment, like that can be a positive thing. That's number one. Number two is this person says, I want to cash out my life insurance. And so like, let's say they cash out their life insurance, they, I want my money. So they cash this out, they get, in this example, they would get 5K and the 5K that the insurance company, the, the insurance company would take the other 5K because they're, there's collateralizing $5,000. Is there a way that I could have said that better? No, I think, okay. I mean, five plus five is 10. You, yep. have, you have a total of 10 in your, okay. your okay. account. Yeah, so, so if this person wants to walk away, the insurance company will give you everything what you owe them. So they win there. Let's say this person, which is you, dies. They die then what ends up happening is the insurance company has a death benefit, which is a liability on their balance sheet. They're going to pay the death benefit to your beneficiaries, wherever you want the money to go, minus any outstanding loan. So the death benefit, just to make this easy, was 400000 Your death benefit claim would be four hundred k minus 5000 And this is if the policy was still in force. This is if the policy is enforced. If you die and the policy is enforced, you'd get your beneficiaries would get this money. So the insurance companies are the only institution that can allow you to take an unstructured loan, not have you have any payment restructure because they they never lose. They win if you pay them back, you cancel the policy, or you die. They're accounting for that, and they're the only institution that can play the long game because they don't, especially these companies, they don't need to make a profit today. Like they're in it for the long run. And so the to answer your question, why do you need to pay it back? You don't need to pay it back. It comes down to efficiency. Hopefully you understand how that works. And there is a strategy and it, everyone's a little bit different, but there's a strategy on on why you would have life insurance potentially die with an outstanding loan. There's 
there's a reason why someone would do that because a loan, um, as of right now, is is not reported as income. So there's it might be tax advantage to be able to access that, and a death benefit pays income tax free. So there's there's strategies that say, what if you did this while you're live, and your your death benefit pays off your loan, and the additional death benefit comes to your heirs income tax free. That 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 strategy people have leveraged to be able to do some really amazing things. And the current tax rate doesn't necessarily affect you in retirement, which which can make your dollars go further in retirement. Any any final words when it comes to this? I know I know we're just kind of like riffing here, but I think it's really important for us to have an, a deep understanding. Whether you believe in this strategy or not, I think it just comes down to, again, psychology, but it also comes down to opportunity cost and just making wise money choices. And I think that's just the the overall concept that we wanted to show is like what's really going on under the hood right? Just be completely transparent and just to show. So, you know, you understand how you can best utilize it for whatever you feel like you, your greatest asset, retirement, whatever that looks like, you understand how it works. So you are better utilized to use the tool, right? At the end of the day, it is just a tool to help us get to an end result. And once we know that end result, we can then, you know, say, okay, this tool can help us get to point, point Z when we're at point A. So I, I think you did a great job of explaining exactly, you know, ways you can use it. And if you even need to pay it back, because, you know, at the end of the day, for me personally, like, I mean, the beautiful part is that it's unstructured too, within this yeah. whole loan it, thing. You, like, you, you have pay it back control. Whenever, right. Yep. And so like, you know, we just had a, an episode where I took a policy loan out and I don't plan on paying that back for, you know, another six, seven months. I'm not on a structured thing by the bank where they're saying, Hey, you have to pay this back every single month, which is a benefit to me, right? This now is that loan is an asset. And so it's just how you use it. Uh, it all comes back to the way that we, you say psychology and money. We definitely need to do a podcast episode on a loan being an asset because you just opened up a whole can of worms, <laughs> but stay around. That's why you should subscribe to the channel, by the way, because we're coming out with great content. So if you had not subscribed, make sure to subscribe. We always appreciate the thumbs up. Comment below if you have questions. If you want us to do content on a question, please comment below mm -hmm. and stick around and continue to enjoy the content. Continue to live intentionally, take back control of your money and check us out at betterwealth.com because we are continuing to elevate the game as it relates to helping people take back control. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.